Hello, Forkies. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it's Diana here again. I am bringing you a super special episode. Uh, my husband, Jeremiah, and I went down to New York City recently to see the premiere production of the last Stephen Sondheim musical, Here We Are, and I pressured him to take clips along the way, so I'm going to play for you a few clips of Jeremiah and I talking um, while we were in the city so you can hear our thoughts in real time of what we thought of the show and then I'll come back at the end to uh, discuss a little bit more now that it's been a few days since we've seen the show. So um, warnings, you're going to hear some environmental noise. We're on the train, we're in the theater um, uh, before the show, of course, um, talking about that. And I also know we like to generally keep it clean on this podcast. I do use the F word a few times, but I promise you it's in context. I'm talking about lyrics. Um, so sorry for the foul language. Anyway, here we go. Hello, Theater Forks. We are on the train. We are going backwards. We're going to New York City. There it is. All right. So we're on the train. We're going to New York City to see the last Sondheim. Here we are. And here we are with the one and only Jeremiah Booker, who turns 32 years old today. Hello. Jeremiah, welcome to the podcast and happy birthday. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Are you uh, excited to see the show today? Yes. What, uh, what's your favorite Sondheim musical? My favorite Sondheim musical would have to be Company, if we're basing it off of the music alone. Otherwise, if it's for the atmosphere of the musical, I would say Sunday in the Park with George. Excellent choices. Uh, thank you so much, Jeremiah. We will check in with you again later. Thank you. I thought it was normal. All right, Jeremiah. We're at the shed. For yes. Here we are. We are in our seats. Um, we are right in the front row. I could touch the stage from where we're sitting, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, it's a very clean set. It's like all white, open. There's mirrors on the sides. It makes it look a little more open. Yeah. Yeah, the theaters, I don't know. How many seats would you say? 500? Yeah. Yeah, 500 seats. There's seats on the side, which is where we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, what else did we do today? I ate chicken and waffles. Oh, yeah, we went to brunch. That was good. This building is really cool. It's like a whole art center. And apparently it can move. It's on wheels. That's pretty crazy. It is on wheels. Yep. You have any other thoughts? None at this time. All right, great. We'll uh, check back in with you later. Sounds good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome back to Jeremiah's birthday theater experience uh we're on the train back home Woo. Woo. um so we have seen the show jeremiah what did what did you think i really liked it i was uh, going into it with mild expectations to be honest I, I felt it was going to be experimental the key thing was it was experimental but i loved every minute of it very cool yeah i felt so the first act feels very much like a musical it's very full of music and the second act does not it has maybe a song and a half and then like some musical interludes but people don't sing that much um partially because i i feel it was unfinished i know the the way the plot is structured the director is saying that like the the characters don't have a reason to sing 
and that's what they're going with. But I, I feel like there could have been songs in there had Sondheim still been alive. Easily. Yeah. Um, but there's really beautiful at the end of the show when everyone's leaving the theater there's basically an overture that plays and um as like the exit music and it's really that was really beautiful and i hope there's some sort of cast recording or something just so everyone can hear this music because it's really quintessentially sondheim yeah and like essentially like he's definitely still at the top of his game at the end of his life it's it fits in with all the other sondheim music and the rhymes are still so excellent Including, they're, they're, at one point they're at a restaurant and the waiter says, who ordered the duck? And then he says, you're out of luck. And the guy says, fuck. And that was my favorite line in the whole thing. <laughs> There's a story with um, West Side Story, which Sondheim wrote the lyrics for. There's a song called Hey Officer Krupke with the um, Jets. The Jets? Sharks. I don't know. One of the gangs sings this officer. And the sh- song ends with Hey Officer Krupke, Krupp you. But Sondheim wanted to say fuck and he wanted to be the first person to put fuck in a musical. And this was like 1950 whatever. So I'm really glad in this last musical he had a really <laughs> good it, fuck yeah. by. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was I thought it was really good. And I know I have rose tinted glasses, but um, I thought it was faithful to the movies too. Um, the two Louis Bunuel movies. Um, and all the actors are very excellent. Um, David Hyde Pierce as the priest was very funny. Um, yeah, no, there was a, a totally all star cast, um, all really strong. Yeah, I'm yeah. really glad we saw it. Yeah, me too. I would yeah. say it, it's an interesting thing to see. Usually, you go into something expecting to see a play or a musical. Mm-hmm. You don't really get to see something being both at the same time. Yeah, it one was act being musical and the other not. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah, exactly. It was like one act was a musical and one act was a play, but they were the uh, the same story, sort yeah. of, which was really cool. Um, and we were discussing this earlier. I don't know if this will come to Broadway. Like, I mean, I'm sure they could get producers for it because it's the last Sondheim. I'm sure they could raise money for it, but, like, this is not a commercially, like, easily marketable product. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, like maybe it'll get run in a bigger theater or maybe they'll do like an extremely limited run on Broadway, like 16 weeks or something like that. I can see that happening. Yeah. Just so that to say that we did this, but like, I don't think it'll ever have an open-ended run or anything like that. Let alone a tour too. I I don't think. No, like I was super surprised that company toured. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm glad more people are getting to see it, but as we all know, they're having a really hard time marketing that show. Yeah. Because as gorgeous as it is, it's, it's hard, to sell. hard to sell. Yeah. yeah. As most Sondheim is. So, uh, did you have did you have a good birthday? I had a very good birthday. Okay. Thank you for being my guest today. Yes, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, there you have it, folks. Those are our thoughts on Here We Are. Um, listening to these clips back, a lot of these things still ring true for me. Um, I still really enjoyed all the music, and it felt really familiar, which I thought was really nice. I mean, I don't didn't expect this to sound totally different. It, it The material is is so strange if you've ever seen these two movies by this realist director louis benwell the first act is based off of a movie called the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie and the second act is based on a movie called the exterminating angel and so they've combined these two movies which are not related but they've made them related they have the same characters throughout the show the first act is about this group of rich friends who keep trying to 
sit down and eat and for one reason or another they can't or they keep getting interrupted so like they go to a restaurant and they are out of everything and then they go to a different restaurant and the um owner has died and they're having his funeral in the restaurant and they just keep getting progressively more and more outrageous and then um at the end of the first act they find they finally get to sit down and eat and then the second act is they can't leave the room that they're in that they were eating in so there are actually a lot of problems with the book um which is written by David Ives and I think it, a lot of them stem from trying to put these two stories together and trying to have all of these same characters they try to like incorporate things from both of the movies or they take things from the first movie and try to put them into the second movie um and there's a lot of like conflicts that bring up that don't totally get resolved right away and that has nothing to do with Sondheim's death David Ives is still alive and these things could definitely be remedied um but this is a strange show because the source material is strange and I don't think anybody besides Stephen Sondheim would be able to look at these things and say yeah let's make a musical out of this but hearing that first act and hearing where he put the songs and how he was able to write for these characters is like yeah this was definitely going to be a Sondheim show um so yeah I really hope there is some sort of cast recording because this music deserves to be preserved and shared and heard throughout the world um Rachel Bay Jones is also excellent in this show I had seen her previously in Dear Evan Hansen but she gets a chance to show off her comedy chops in this and she's very very funny um Jin Ha he plays um actually sort of a character without the name he's just credited as a soldier um he's also really really good he has this incredibly long note in the show which is so funny and at one point he's just doing burpees on stage for like a solid minute and a half or at least it felt like that he, it's very physical and he's also very funny in it it still has that very Sondheim kind of dark um I don't want to say adult humor because it's not like crude but it's a more sophisticated um humor you know it's not fart jokes and things like that um yeah it's it's a great show and I'm really really glad we got to see it it was one of those shows where when I heard it was happening it was like we're we're going to see this you know times are are tough for everybody and I'm trying really hard to be more selective about what we go see in the city I know it looks like we go down there a lot (laughs) and in the new year I am really going to try to to be more selective and you know save our dollars and things like that but this was a show where it was like yeah I'm I'm going to get tickets to this sort of no matter what the cost is I'm never going to get a chance to see a Sondheim premiere ever again so no matter what comes of this show I'm so glad that we got to see it and I I hope you enjoyed hearing my thoughts on it I hope it gets to see a wider audience even though like I said it's not very marketable but I hope somehow they get to preserve it and that everybody gets to hear the last notes that Sondheim wrote because it it's still such a gorgeous show and deserves a place in his canon so uh Forky's far and wide I hope you have a fabulous holiday season Amy I hope you're doing well uh I can't wait for your Christmas card this year you always have the best Christmas cards um and we'll talk to you all soon bye Theater Forks is hosted and produced by Amy Driscoll and Diana Shabai Booker. Our theme song is composed by Connor Walgus. Visit us at facebook.com slash theaterforkspod on Instagram at theaterforkspod or email us at theaterforkspod at gmail.com.